You gotta save some for when you're better. That was our theme song. I apologize. My voice is a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't professionally recorded that theme yet. But yeah. We just thought of it's that on kicking the spot. Around. Yeah. Well, we're back for yeah. what is this? Episode four. Yeah. Yavin is our guest. Gavin or Yavin? Yavin. We we had Gavin. Gavin, Gavin so was Gavin episode, and I didn't Yavin. even realize that. Yeah. Yavin, <laughs> Gavin episode was two. <laughs> we're hitting him with Yavin. Today. Yavin. Yeah. Um, God, this was a fun interview. I. Have been a fan of this dude. I, I just found him recently. He did a collaboration with an artist I'm working with, and um, Pill Book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, I don't know. I just can't help when I find artists that I like, especially when they're local. I'm just, I'm just like, yo, I dig your shit, and I can't help but being like, yo, if you ever need a drummer, let me know. <laughs> so uh, I finally got to meet this dude. We sat down um, right at this table, and we had a lovely, lovely chat. Um, yeah, he's cool. He's a pop artist. Really makes some killer tunes. Really? Yeah. And he's also one of those artists that are use, utilizing TikTok in a really great way. Everybody's using the whole TikTok thing, though. Yeah, but there's not... There's only a handful of people out there that are doing it in, like, a um, really cool yeah. way. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to describe, but he's funny. He makes, like, skits, but he also ties it back to his music. Nice. Which is key. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, really cool chat. I don't know. It, I, it's this podcast thing has been doing something crazy for me. Like last week, I was having a rough week. Like my work day was just like sucking the life why, out of me. Why? 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 Why a rough week, Ryan? Tell us. Tell your fans what's going on. The <sighs> fans wants to. The fans need to know. Yeah, guys. Let me why are you feeling like this? Let me just bend. Break it down. I don't know. My day job is just kind of break it down. Not what I want to be doing right now. I just want to be playing drums all the time and. My day job can get very draining and very intense and very uh, annoying. I don't know. I love it, but it's it's tough. It's and and so, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just like not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down with an artist like Yavin. Mm-hmm. And I, at the end of this podcast, dude, I feel like a brand new person. I'm like rejuvenated. You know, I was maybe feeling nauseous or a little tired and kind of gross before. And then I just feel like a million bucks after. And it's it's awesome. And it's been happening. It's a good feeling. That's the greatest feeling. And mm-hmm. also, it's just like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. this this is this is a good thing to do. Yavin, Yavin, dude. Oh my god, adorable human being. I mean, this this guy, he's just he's just awesome. Um, I really enjoy the music that he makes. Uh, we really dove into how he makes it. Um, a lot of the per- his performance, what he's all about. Uh. Yeah. And is he more really of a great. singing type of person? He's more of a singing type of person. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's a singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, He doesn't, he plays like ukulele, a little bit of keys, he says, but he'll work with a producer. Nice. So he'll like drum up a song idea in his head and then he'll sit down with this producer nice. and 
the producer will kind of help him bring it to life, which is not the easiest thing to do. Um, so he's very lucky and obviously has found a producer or I think he's worked with a couple that really just kind of get him and connect with what he's doing mm-hmm. because the music that they make is truly awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. This Fresh. Is, this is a safe sub for when you're better, guys. Ryan, yeah. Ryan didn't introduce us again. <laughs> we sang it. Yeah, but still. Yeah, yeah I got to get better know. with like, maybe I should come right in. Hey, guys, this is save some for when you're better with yeah, Ryan. In the intro. for when you're better with Ryan. Better shot. Ooh, I like that right there. Okay, we got, we're definitely going to record that. Yeah, yeah. Should we hire somebody else to do it or should we? Uh, no, we could do it. We got okay. the singing voices. We've, yeah. we've been singing for and rapping for 20 years, so we got that. I'm actually really good. I don't know, you know, not to pat myself on the back too hard, but I've written and recorded two podcast theme songs before, and both of them are phenomenal. When was this? Let me let me play them for you. And why, why am I just now hearing about this? You never heard. So sorry, Evan, but we're gonna dissect uh, a little bit. So my buddy Danny had a podcast. You know Danny. Yeah. Did you ever listen to his podcast? Tragedy plus time equals Danny Martin. No. It was pretty damn good. Um. And I wrote the theme song for that. Shout out to Danny Martin. Shout out to Danny Martin. Oh here. It Miss is. you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Miss you too, bud. Um. But yeah, I wrote his theme song for his podcast, and I'm pretty proud of it. Capicola, what is up? Whatever the fuck, Martin. Here it is. My experience dating, which is probably different than most. Shout out to you, Danny. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Anyway, let's get to the podcast, bitches. This here's a podcast about Danny Martin Not finishing the things that he started. Kind of like writing the lyrics to this song. Tragedy plus time equals Danny Martin. That's the title of this show. Now it's starting. Skilly bop 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 boo bop da bop boo ee Not bad, man. Yeah. Danny and I just like sat down on my computer and banged that out. (laughs) That was great. Ten minutes. So then... Then I had to one-up myself when oh, I did a podcast with Danny. Maybe some of our listeners are familiar with the Bedhead podcast, but this is a theme song I'm super proud oh, of. Oh, man, that was great. So wake up now. Don't be a bitch. It's the best podcast around. Here to scratch that itch. I'm Ryan. I'm Dan. And we're sitting in my bed. Talking to some people. So yeah, I'm a fucking podcast theme genius, I guess. Oh. I'm the Hans Zimmer of podcast themes. <laughs> Ooh, that's clever. Pound it, pound it, pound hey, it, thanks. pound it, pound it. But uh, yeah, I decided to not do one for this yet. I don't know. I, I like the instrumental. The boom, the boom, well, we can always boom. sing to that, too. Say some way better. For we know better. But Yavin, man. Back to Yavin. Yeah, sorry, Yavin, buddy. Yeah. Enough yeah. about me. 
Yeah, let's. Uh, How about me and more about? Let's listen to why Yavin makes this shit. Yeah, he let's, makes. Let's let's do it. Let's Without further ado, save some for me. I bring to you. Fuck me, right? Say it with me, Rashad. Who do we got? One, two, three. Yavin. Of course, I'm yeah. So I'm sorry excited. with all the rescheduling. Oh, no, no, you're totally fine. <laughs> Have you done a podcast before? No, this is my first one. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Well, nice. actually, I uh, sort of. I've done like web show type things. Yeah, they're like similar vein, but <laughs> cool. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like you've gotten a, a good amount of press. I was just like reading up, getting a feel. You were featured in Billboard twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah how does that how that's awesome um yeah it was like it's pretty crazy because i actually used to collect billboard magazines for like years like from like eighth grade through yeah, like... billboards like the goal <laughs> right like damn. yeah it was like um it wasn't anything major it wasn't like a write-up or anything like that but i got featured twice in this uh thing that they were doing a few years back called queer necessities and it was like featuring like queer artists who were releasing like new music that could get featured and stuff like that um and there was this DJ named John Ali who was like a friend of a friend who was running it. And he's like a music curator person, personality in New York. And um, yeah, a friend of mine like gave me his contact info. I was like, yeah, I mean, might as well just like try reaching out, see if he would be down to feature any of your stuff. And I was like, sure. And then sure enough, he actually really liked it. And then when I released a new single after that, he featured me again. And then they nixed that program. <laughs> but that's okay. Two features though. That's yeah, sick. no, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to jump in right with that. No, 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 no like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Like, how? Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. It was, it was a, yeah, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you don't mess around when it comes to, to promo. I mean, you recently got nominated for a boston music awards you're yes. obviously you're obviously doing some damn things right thanks, thanks. uh <laughs> yeah you're one of those people that are utilizing tiktok yeah in a really killer way thanks yeah. tiktok is fun it's like it can be really stressful and it definitely can feel like a chore sometimes but so like do you feel that pressure like absolutely like i have to make that yeah because you i mean every time i'm on tiktok there you are with the new video <laughs> but it's good it's thanks. not like there are some people that i see that you can tell they're like Oh yeah, this one. This one was one that they were just like, "Wow, I need something for today." But yeah, yours always a very well thought out, and they always, you know, they make me laugh or they're very it's, like heartfelt. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely really figured that that thing out. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, I do try my best to have fun with it, which is what keeps it from feeling like a chore. But the tough thing too is like with algorithms, it's like once you kind of get a. a a rhythm on something that's what the algorithm wants you to keep doing and i think where i'm kind of in a weird spot right now is like tiktok kind of like knows me as more of like a comedy profile than like a music profile so i'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. shift things a little bit and like what i'm trying to do now is like blending the comedy with the music stuff so i can hopefully at least like have an easy segue at least yeah. into like comment sections if you yeah. know let's say something blows up i can be like hey by the way if you you know 
if you uh, want to check this out, like you can post something right in the comments section for people to check out, which is really cool. So yeah, from what I've seen, you're, I mean, you are pretty good at mixing the comedy in with your songs, like Thanks. tying it in. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like promo, but yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to do now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. How long have, have you been rocking TikTok? Not that long. I'd say it's probably been like a little bit less than a year. Uh, what month are we in? November. Yeah, I started it during uh, lockdown, really. Yeah, um, yeah same. A lot of people. I think TikTok probably like doubled their subscribers yeah. in quarantine. <laughs> Although actually, wow, lockdown was not a year ago today, was it? No, it was like over a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's putting things in perspective for me. But <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So I guess it's been a little bit over a year then. Um, it was just kind of the thing to do because I was working from home and my work from home job was kind of slow. And so it was like, well, I have all this time now on my hands. So I started to do TikTok, which I was like very opposed to at first because I just didn't feel like how I didn't see how I could fit into it and everything yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, once I found out how fun it could be to right. do and like seeing, you know, even like for posts that don't get much attention, there's always like a few strangers who will engage with you. And I think that's super fun and like really, yeah. really cool. So uh, I... I've been having a good time with it, and um, I don't know. I guess we'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, I was like, I was the same kind of way. I was like, I don't know, this isn't for me. But then, during quarantine, especially, you know, with like gigs for an artist, it's it's a way to connect with other people, Major, just like yeah. shows. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. Have you seen like a a big correlation in like streaming numbers with your TikTok views? Um. Not so yes and no. Um, I found that before TikTok, you know, after a release or eventually comes a dip in your streams after people kind of, you right. know, get over something. Yeah. TikTok has helped in keeping my streams steady, which has been great. Yeah. Um, there hasn't, I mean, there's obviously always going to be a little bit of a dip, at least until, you know, something pops off. Um, but it's kept things really steady, which is awesome. Um, hopefully, you know, with whatever I put out in the future, there will be that one that can just like, you know, blow up and then uh, <laughs> make things a lot easier. You seem easier. to have one has, uh, I mean, your numbers are really impressive regardless, but there is one that sticks out. I should have wrote it down. That's it was okay. like 58,000 streams. Yeah, that's my my baby. Good fun. Yeah, that wasn't from TikTok though. That was actually from, uh, it got on a Spotify editorial, which was yeah, nice. awesome. <laughs> what did that feel like? That was crazy. Because um, that was my first song to ever like do that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, w I went from like, I don't know, maybe 400 monthly listeners to like 10,000 in a matter of like a, a few weeks. And that was pretty crazy. And it was on there for like a month. And then after that, like, of course, like Discover Weekly kicks in, the release radars like start doing their thing. And so even after it was off the playlist, I was like, oh, okay, well, that was a fun run. But then all of a sudden, like the algorithm starts like doing its thing and making it blow up even more. And so that was that was wild. I didn't quite realize the power of algorithms until that. So <laughs> yeah, for real. That was a, yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry to jump right in with the social media no, numbers, yeah, no. <laughs> but these are just like burning questions it's, I've had since like, like the thing watching you talk do your about. thing. Yeah. 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 And you're definitely someone who's seemed to have figured it out. You know, I know it's always improving. We're always trying to, to get more and more, but yeah, I don't know. It seems as a person who the algorithm algorithms just like don't really like, you know, it, you have to like ride that wave. Yeah. And then I feel like TikTok loves to break your heart. Like they'll, oh, they'll yeah. throw you some views, views, and then they'll knock you right back <laughs> down. They'll, you know, they'll keep you in check. That's I think that was like the the weirdest thing to kind of figure out about TikTok was like I've had at this point like a uh, maybe like four viral posts, and that's fun, but 
after that, like they, I feel like they do it intentionally to just like nix your push after that because they want you to keep coming back to right. try and chase I feel like that. that's why they also give you the high ones yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it's yeah, like, you, oh, you're you, on the right you track. Feel, yeah, yes. exactly. And so that's been a weird thing to try and figure out because I've had so many posts I've thought like, oh, this is going to be the one to like do it again. And it just like doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, you just kind of have to keep working at it and... I don't know. You kind of have to kiss the algorithm's ass a little bit um, and <laughs> yeah. just hope for the best. <laughs> but also not put all your eggs in that basket, right? Like exactly. it seems like you are, you're utilizing it as a tool, but it's not your only tool. Yeah. You're yeah. steadily putting out music. You, you are performing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You did the summer sounds thing too. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> that was a weird show, but it was, Interesting it was really show, fun. right? Yeah, yeah. The first show, because uh, for, for the listeners, yeah. So you, you haven't performed at the Summer Sounds, and then I performed at the same kind of gig like a couple weeks later. Yeah. It was like a stage, and then a big patch of grass, <laughs> and then the people. So it was like, I've never had that gap in yeah. the crowd before. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was your experience there like? I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great show. I like loved doing it um i got to meet paul which was great paul's the guy who who ran the show he runs boston music awards and um a few other things in the city and he was like this mysterious guy that like i had been talking to over email for like over a year (laughs) about like different things um and then like i got to actually meet him and he was super nice really really accommodating um and so that was great and then also like i definitely met like some strangers who you know checked out the show and wanted yeah. to talk to me afterwards and that was really cool i had like this, these like two nurses who had like just gotten off their shift at work and like stopped just to watch the show and that was like their decompression after a very Love clearly that. stressful day yeah. with their job um and yeah and then i got drunk afterwards because it was at a beer garden <laughs> so yeah right yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah it was yeah. a good time <laughs> yeah yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then you also played at the Middle East Upstairs recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Open for Zola Simone. Uh, nice. She is great. Um, her music's awesome. And uh, that was a really just overall, like, amazing experience. It was my first, like, I guess, like, real music venue show, yeah. like, since venues reopened. And there was, like, a lot of people there. And Is that your first time at the Middle East? Um, not attending. My first time playing the there. First time performing. Yeah, nice. yeah, which was cool because I've seen so many shows there, like over the years. So yeah. to get to play there was really cool. Um, and the Jonas Brothers played there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> I remember watching that documentary and then I saw them play at the Middle East upstairs. I was like, dude, I fucking play the Middle East. Oh my yeah. god, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those stages. Yeah, yeah, Love absolutely. Got to touch. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really great. Um. And I made, you know, cool, a cool little buddy out of it. It was always great. And her mom, her mom, uh, like ran the thing and she was like super sweet and just like kind of running around with her head cut off at the same time too. Cause she'd never like put together an event like that before, I think is what she had told me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she was really great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, do you just perform by yourself to, to some tracks? Uh, no. Well, so, uh, it kind of depends. So I do a lot of nightclub gigs and okay. for those, I just perform with the track cause the DJ can just like toss the track on. So like know, nightclub. What are we talking? Uh, so, like, I performed at Club Cafe, performed at Machine, RIP. Um, I performed at, at Legacy a couple times. Um, just, like, a lot of, like, you know, uh, I guess, like, queer nightlife events, you know, is what yeah. I usually will get booked for. So um, Is this, like, stages for, like, bands or usually, like, a DJ setup, and, but you just, you're kind of, like rocking it as uh well. yeah so it kind of de- yeah i guess it still kind of depends on the the space so like um for example like machine has like 
a stage stage or had a stage stage that's been since been torn down. Um, had a stage stage and the DJ has like a booth like in the back, right? The stage was torn down or the venue? The venue. Oh, yeah. No. And that was like, that was a, like a super influential space for me. It was like my first nightclub, A in general, B first like queer space I'd ever been to. And I performed there so many times. Some of my favorite like nightlife memories were from that venue. Um, that was kind of where I got my start in nightlife in, in Boston. Was it Machine? Um, but yeah, it's since been torn down. They Is were it gonna, a COVID casualty or something um, else? It, so they were going to close pre-COVID, um, but they had this whole like send-off party that they had planned that was going to happen. And it was like everybody who had like been performing there was going to do like one little number and it was like going to be a whole thing. And then uh, COVID hit and they had to close like three weeks before that send-off oh. party. So it was like... Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough because we everybody was looking forward to that yeah, night. I'm a know? person who needs closure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> driving by it and seeing the cute. rubble there was like heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, I uh, so I mean, a space like that, you know, they have like DJ in the back, and same with like uh, Club Cafe, same same deal, uh, Legacy, same deal. But their stages are all pretty different depending where you go. But they're all really cool. Um, are you rocking originals at these? Oh yeah, yeah, nice. absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, that's what those shows are like. And those I'll perform solo. Um, I'm doing a, a gig at Legacy that I'm going to have like backup dancers for. That's going to be interesting. I've never done that before. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, for like venue shows, I have a keyboard player. Um, his name is Josh. He also goes by that one-eyed kid. He's an artist. He's also in a duo called Dacha. You all can check out. Yeah, he goes um, by the the one-eyed that kid? That one-eyed kid. That, yeah. Does he have one eye? Uh, he has like an eye patch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I rock an eye patch. Yeah, his music is really great. He's that super, super too. talented. Um, cool. And yeah, he usually just like he'll play keyboard along with like the sessions and, and like Logic and stuff like that. So uh, that's what we're rocking with right now. Nice, that's super fun. He's a he's a good time to have on stage. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always fun to have a buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, but that's cool that you can get up there and just and rock on your own too. And yeah, nice. And so. You're playing originals at these clubs. Are people dancing like it's a like a club vibe? Um, that also depends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> depends on what. Yeah, I mean, for for shows like Machine, um, Machine was uh, a space that was like very. I don't know. It's hard to explain these clubs without like talking about like the gay scene in Boston. <laughs> but I'm like, curious. There's oh, yeah. like, you know, this. Uh, with queer people, you know, we're not all the same. There's like cliques and stuff like that. And so like club cafe is very much for like the circuit gays who like do like raves and stuff like that. Okay. Um, circuit gays. Yeah. Or even not even necessarily just circuit gays. They do definitely do a lot of circuit parties there. What's circuit. So it's like, I don't know, like picture like a rave, like people are like doing drugs and like just bopping out to like really hardcore, like okay. EDM beats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's kind of, yeah, you can find circuit gays like at club cafe, but you also can find, I guess like more like, um, uh how do i describe them um i guess like the very like kind of like instagram gaze like very like conventionally attractive like very um i don't know i guess just like very i'll just call them like the instagram gaze you know okay. very pretty people um uh can delve into superficial territory kind of like bitchy territory <laughs> um yeah like all the people yeah and that's that's no uh you know, dig to the people yeah, who work there. Any shade Club Cafe, any there's some very great people anybody. who work there. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Um, and I don't know, Machine was very like artsy kind of 
gays and but also like kind of college too because that was the only 18 plus club in the area at the uh, time cool. too so um yeah it was like younger people but a lot of like more artsy people because like the a lot of a lot of drag shows would happen at machine so it was a little bit more lighthearted of a space and so when i would perform there it was just very easy a lot of fun people had a good time there um Club Cafe, I would say, <laughs> I performed there recently. It's probably the most traumatic show of my life. Traumatic. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got up there, and it was a space I had like wanted to perform in for so long, and I was like buddies with the people who were running the shows there, and it was really exciting. Um, and it's like a high-capacity room. So like you get in there, there's a lot of people there, um, and they have like screens all over the place, so you can like play your music videos while you're performing, oh, and put your Instagram it. information, so like, people yeah. can follow you. And I did get like 20 followers from that performance which was cool That's a win. yeah <laughs> but it was like <laughs> um i don't know like it was the kind of thing where the people in the room were louder than the music because nobody was watching mm-hmm. and so that was really uh disheartening and i didn't i performed like two songs so i had to like trudge through those like two numbers and like there were security guards on the stage who both looked at me like dude i'm so sorry <laughs> were you only supposed you. to perform two or did you no yeah to i was like supposed to play two i was only oh, supposed cool, to play cool, two cool. but it was like after one i was like already like oh dude i need to get off the stage yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah those ones are yeah. tough um I mean, I'm glad I did it, and I got paid for that show, and people, like, drunk people, like, tipped me from the audience nice. who were, like, in, like, the front row. I always say, yeah, I always yeah, say the I tough mean, shows make you stronger. Yeah, like, no, you was have to Absolute do learning that, experience, but, yeah. and if I were to have to do something like that again, I definitely would try not to be so in my head and just try to just power on through it. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I don't know. Very hard. <laughs> Club shows can be weird, because it's, it, it's a mixed bag. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. You never know what crowds are going to get. Literally depends what time of the night you're performing. If you're performing at, you oh, know, sure. 1030 when, you know, people are starting to kind of file in, it's a little yeah. bit easier. People are still sober, kind of in it. Right. If you're performing at, you know, one in the morning, everybody's shit face. Everybody's like just honest. Trying, yeah, <laughs> honest. And also just like at that point, they're really drunk. They just want to party. And like if you shut off the music that they're like vibing to to have some like person playing original tunes that they've never heard before come up. Oh, you know, is that it, how they do it? Yeah, so it was like, I mean, you know, they literally cut the music, they're like, all right, like, bring out, like, a special performer, like, you know, give oh, a warm wow. welcome, but, you know, yada, yada, yada. Oh, wow. um, and there are people who are already just like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. it's a tough thing to kind of come back from. But, um, yeah, for, for spaces like Machine or, like, Legacy, where you know you're going to have performers coming in that night, yeah. it's like, people are ready for it, they're excited right. for it, and so that's always great. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's cool. No, that sounds it, doing different gigs in different environments is always cool. Yeah, you know, it just makes you a better performer. Absolutely, I've I mean I've learned so much from every show that I've I've done over yeah. the years. So yeah, I've been rocking with a band for a while. Before then, I was in a rap group. But okay. what what I loved about that is like we literally just had to show up with a microphone and a CD. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> those gigs are kind of nice. Yeah, you don't need to lug in all the gear and set it up. You know, and you just get to kind of really focus on the self care <laughs> part of it. And check is super easy. Yeah, check check. Yeah, yeah. All right. levels are good. Boom. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And then, you, and then you're just free. You know? Yeah, and then you can have fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so That's much more awesome. space on the stage too which is cool yeah uh so do you play any instruments or i do yeah um so I, my first instrument i played the flute oh <laughs> yeah <hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah i played the flute Tricky in school one. yeah <laughs> um and then i i play ukulele um and that's like oh, cool. love to do that um i really want to play like so far shows they have yet to um accept my application yeah me like, too <laughs> yeah i'm like come on now but it's okay. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i i love playing uke and um i I know chords just from like going to music school. So like I could play very, very basic piano, but oh, don't wow. give me anything challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Piano's a tough one. It is very hard. Yeah. 
but no, I mean, I do a lot of my songwriting on piano because it's just like easy to figure out your progressions when you're at the keyboard. So, uh, mm. but yeah, that's pretty much it though. So no guitar, ukulele. I did take a, uh, a semester of guitar oh. in school, but that never went anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't really hurt my fingers too much. The calluses never came in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to work at guitar center and yeah. a lot of people were returning the guitar because like, it hurts. And it's like, <sighs> It was also just like, I mean, honestly, I, I have small hands. My the, the stretch for a lot of those chords just was not working for me. And then on top of that, the, the pain was just, I was just like, you know what? I, I got ukulele. This one works fine for me. So yeah, we'll just yeah. stick with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's cool. So that does lead me into, I'm very curious how you make your music. Um, so you're a vocalist. Yes. But are you producing these beats? Do you, or beats? Do you produce your own beats? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, do you work with like producers? Yeah. So I do work with producers. Um, I... I don't know. It's kind of hard because, like, I personally, I don't have a, a DAW at home. Like, uh, so oh, I don't. What? It's 2021. What I know. It, actually, I literally, so I just had dinner with my my most frequent producer last week. And he was like, dude, like, you are a producer. Like, how do you not have anything at home to, to be doing this? Because, like, you're you're a producer. And I was like, I know. I, yeah, I just. I. <laughs> but it's so much easier when you do it. <laughs> I, I will say. So I will say. My. My. I have to get a passport first because I'm supposed to go to Brazil. Dude, in a I did months. that today. I, I got love, a yeah. Today. I, have to, I haven't had a passport since I was like four. It's time. I have to get one. I have They're traveling. Fucking expensive. Months, so. I'm going to warn yeah. you, though. I was not ready for how much money that's, I just spent today. On my I'm passport. paying for a music video right now. So that's like priority that's number one, which expensive. is also expensive. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> but after that, I'm getting my passport. And then after nice. that, I'm going to get Ableton. That is my plan. Yes. Actually, I already have a MIDI do you have keyboard a Mac? at home. Uh, I do. Yeah. So rock logic. I could do that too. But like, I also just like. more I. The, I'm most familiar with Ableton because right. that's where. What does your producer use? Ableton. Okay. Pro yeah, Tools too. Use Ableton then. Pro Tools and, and Ableton, but yeah. mostly Ableton. And so that's why I'm like, it's something that I'm visually familiar with. Yeah. And um, I think I'm gonna go with that. So it's a little bit more expensive than Logic, but yeah, I feel like it'll be I, worth I came it. from yeah. Ableton. Oh, did you? When I got my Mac, I got Logic because it was just more affordable. But it was supposed yeah. to be just like a placeholder until I could afford Ableton again. Yeah. But then I fell in love with Logic, and I forget how to use Ableton now. There you go. <laughs> but I've used all of them. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I mean, what, whatever you're comfortable with, they all do the same damn absolutely. thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about personal <laughs> preference. Yeah. But I don't know. Ableton like, is great for live too. Yes. And it makes sense. Whatever your producer has, you yeah. Should rock. That's what that's what Josh uses. He uses Ableton. Um, nice. So. So you work with one guy. Uh, so yeah, so mostly, mostly one. Um, so I guess like to be more specific, so I started out having no knowledge of production and then I started doing sessions at Ugly Duck, which is in Brighton. Uh, oh, amazing little studio. I heard of that one. Uh, highly recommend. Yeah. It's, um, so it was formerly run by, uh, Sam Krieger and Dave Chapman. Uh, they were part of the band Ed Balloon. Um, did really well in Boston before they moved to LA. Uh, they, you know, really, Yeah kind of like a Boston success story band. Okay. Um, yeah. So they ran it and they kind of taught me the ropes of like the basics of production there and all nice. that stuff. Um, then they moved to LA and Dan Babai, also known as D phrase, also known as one half of optic bloom, um, took over and he's kind of been my guy, uh, since then. And, um, with him, I've only learned so much more, which has been awesome. And so, I mean, I go into every session, even before I knew anything about production, knowing exactly what I want, because my songs are usually pretty mapped out beforehand, but oh, okay. I now have like the language to communicate what I want, which I did not yeah. before. And so it was kind of a struggle at first, like explaining what I had in mind. Oh my God. Using, it's, like, it's the hardest thing to like put the sounds in your head into dude, words. I'm like oh. trying to use like word association. Like, Oh, like I'm picturing something. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was really rough. Um, so how do you map them out? 
Um, I just like I nowadays I kind of like I a um I don't know. It's the type of thing when I'm writing, I can hear the song already in my head. So I usually yeah. go in now, like explaining like the instrumentation that I'm looking for, which is like so much more helpful than explaining like sounds and like colors right. of sounds. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Before, um, yeah. So I, I go into it kind of knowing the instrumentation that I'm looking for. Um, I'll also bring in like if I know a song that uses instrumentation that I'm looking for, or like um, you know a certain like beat pattern and things like that. I'll bring yeah. in reference tracks, um, not necessarily for the sake of copying, but just for no, like, right. you know this communicating. They're, they're saying yeah. like they're using similar sound elements that I haven't that I'm picturing. So um, that's a big help too. Um, also super helpful for, for, for mixing and mastering is having references too. That's, that's been my experience. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I do. And then, um, wow. I booked the, the, the studio out for a full day and we'll kind of just bang it out. And, you know, I'm really receptive to Dan having ideas. And so we'll kind of go back and forth. He'll show me his ideas that he has as we're going along. And like, we just built shit from scratch and it's like super, super wow, fun. So cool. And, um, yeah. So that's kind of like the, production process um all my writing i do on my own yeah so um not necessarily i guess partially because i'm a bit of a control freak but also because it's like it's my experience so i want to be able to write about it yeah not that i don't like co-writing i love writing on other people's projects yeah collaboration is key but yeah it is writing is so personal yeah and i know at least me personally and and a lot of the artists that i met it's not that we're control freaks but but we kind of are you know because we <laughs> care very strongly about our art that we yeah. make you know in, and, in some ways you kind of have to be you yeah. know um, yeah it doesn't yeah we don't need to call it control freak but yes we take <laughs> what we do very seriously yes. and, and if we hear it in our head a certain way we yeah we, we want it that way absolutely yeah <laughs> but we're also open to other great ideas you yeah know? yeah absolutely and and you know dan is such like a, a great great producer that he you know oftentimes comes up with really cool ideas i hadn't thought of before and like oh the best is like i, I learned how to produce by watching people that were good at producing. I mean, you're yeah. doing it. Like that's that's the smartest thing to do. Book studio time with a good producer that you have a good relationship with. Yeah. And watch them do it, you yeah. know? But it sounds like you guys that's beautiful that you like map it out and then you bring it to him and god, that's really cool. Okay, that makes a lot of sense cuz I was listening to your stuff and you know, it's it's professional tier. You know, you Thanks. hear all, all these indie artists. They, you know, they kind of run the gamut. A lot of people are making it from their bedroom. You know, so you, yeah, you know, it runs the spectrum. Not of quality of like writing, but mixing mostly is where you can really point out like, yeah, oh, okay, you did that on your own. You know, I'm definitely guilty of it. Yeah, mixing is so expensive. But, <laughs> yeah, that's one of my things. That that's, that's one of my goals to learn. Is like, even if I don't end up choosing to produce on my own, like. I'm very particular about my mixes and, um, dude, it's so hard, but it's so necessary. But, and it's one of those things that you can't just like learn quickly. Yeah. Like your ear just gradually gets sharper and sharper and each mix gets better and better, you know? So you just got to do it. And yeah, it's, and then there's like this whole science thing. Yeah. It, It is intense. That's the thing that like, I'm kind of still in a bit of like a, a baby trying to communicate type of thing is mixing right now um because i mean i'll be honest there's even songs i put out now that don't sound bad by any stretch of the imagination but the mix at the end of the day was not what i initially had in mind and so that's why i want to learn how to mix because it's so hard to communicate yeah and it's like you also can't necessarily even say like what i have in mind is better than what you did because mixing is so subjective yeah and a mix can sound perfect but you know changing a mix can change the whole mood of a song or change like the delivery of yeah. how you wanted to craft a song. 
and so you know for us a, a pop record especially you know pop mixes are so particular because like there's a certain like i guess recipe to how bright they're made and like how forward the vocals are and things like that and sometimes if they're not completely to what would make them uh, a specific pop mix it doesn't always i guess give like the mood that it could you know yeah. even if the mix yeah. sounds perfectly fine like i'm always thinking like oh well like if it if it sounded like this i think it would have been a little bit more effective but at the end of the day it's like how do I communicate that? I don't know how. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it always gets to where it needs to be in a certain way, because again, like I'm not mad at the way my mixes sound right now, but like, I always like, I'm thinking like, oh, like if, if I had the ability to mix this on my own, I think I would have done things a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. Especially when we're so close to it and, yeah. and we can hear it in our head. And yeah, I had, I had a, cause I've been mixing my own stuff for a while. Um, and obviously it started out terrible and it's, it's gotten better, but there was, you know, I tried to do a studio record and I was working with a engineer who had been mixing his whole life, you know? Yeah. And so, but I wasn't happy with it. And I had it in my head. I was so excited that I was going to get this first professional mix and it was just going to blow my mind and like change my world. And yeah. my music was never <laughs> going to sound the same. And, and then it like, didn't sound, it was like so hard to communicate why it wasn't working in my head, but yeah. it like wasn't. And it it's was, a struggle. yeah. It was heartbreaking because, yeah, it's just difficult and expensive. <laughs> yeah, the expensive part, like, fucking heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I will say something that's been helpful is, like, you know, you can hire uh, a mixing engineer who, like, has, a, you know, a, a, a decent-sized rate. And so you assume that, like, you know, he's going to be really good at it. But sometimes, like... Um, experience and like assuming what somebody's like capability is based on their rate doesn't always do it because the key is really just to find people who work in the same niche of the song that you're creating. And that's been my biggest like takeaway from outsourcing projects to get mixed by other people is like, I've sent like I use Sound Better sometimes like to to find engineers and stuff like that. Sound Better, yeah. It's it's basically it's this like website. It's like a whole network of like people in the music industry, and for whatever you need, mixing, mastering, production, like literally literally anything you need music wise, you search for what you're looking for, and they'll give you a whole like catalog of people in that field to like do your project. And you'll see people who like have in their bio like Grammy nominated mixing engineer, and you're like, oh shit, like wow, and like, oh, he's not even that expensive, what? And like, you reach out and you know you hire them, and then it doesn't come out to be what you're we're looking for, and it's because oh well, I didn't do enough digging, and this person doesn't even work in like pop music. He he was Grammy nominated for like rock records, and like rock mixes are so different, at least for the most part, than like pop mixes. So you just have to like find the niche of what you're looking for. Really like do the extra legwork of like finding the right person for the project so that you can get the right result because like you said it's not that their mixes are bad yeah and by it's the book different. they're probably perfect yeah but it's not it's it's just sonically different. and yeah it, it, where you put certain things can change can change everything completely and if we already have it in our head because we were writing it we're like in the tunnel of the song you know yeah. so we can like hear how we want it and can't hear anything else and everything else is just like oh what is that i had somebody recently tell me that like mixing is a lot like um like moving in to a home like you can rearrange the furniture a million different ways and it makes the room look completely different every single time huh. even though it's like the same room you know it's yeah. like the same as with, with mixing you adjusting certain ways it completely changes the whole vibe of oh what God. you're you were doing yeah, yeah. that is so true and yeah. like <laughs> it's just the same as like art you know at the end of the day there's no right or wrong exactly yeah yeah god damn 
I mean, there's artists like who have like quote unquote like unpolished mixes whose music I love. Oh yeah. Because like that whole thing like really works for them. Yeah. And like it's just, you know, it's all about like how you like create your your artist stamp. You know what I mean? Like right. for some certain people, like I think of like for example, like the moldy peaches. Do you know them at all? No. They had that song in, in the Juno soundtrack. Oh, I love um, that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, they have a song and they're like just like objectively not good singers. <laughs> okay. But like the music is really, really cute and it's really fun to listen to because yeah. it's just like, it's just, it's just what they do. And like, you can tell that they had fun making their music and like, it doesn't matter if they can't sing super well. Like it's the genuine. lyrics are really cute. You Yeah. It's just like, it's their thing and it yeah. like, it works, yeah, you know? I dig that. And, and in this day and age with people are just cranking out music from their bedroom, like figuring it out on their own or with YouTube everyone is putting their own stamp on it. And like pop music nowadays is a little dirtier or like a little grittier, a little bit more imperfect. So the older mixer and engineers that have been in the game forever, they're, they don't quite understand it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, so your handsy was the newest song you put out. Yes. Correct. That is correct. Um, you said that your, what is it? Your love language is physical touch. Yeah. yeah. Mine too. Mine too. So I immediately connected with that. That was in like <laughs> one of your TikToks or something. Yeah, yeah. the song. I loved it. I was like, yeah. perfect. And guess what I did? I went and listened to the song again right after I saw that TikTok. You know, <laughs> so job well done. No, right. but tell me, about, uh, yeah, how did that song come up? I mean, I feel like listening through your stuff, correct me if I'm wrong, but you write a lot about love and feeling loved or looking for love and yeah uh, yeah uh, me too i'm guilty for that but where does that come from for you um so i guess with handsy specifically so that actually is so far the only song that i've ever done a co-write on that is my own um i co-wrote that with uh three of my friends when i was on a trip to new york oh cool and um yeah it was kind of just like we were all hanging out and you know, two of them in the room were producers. The other one was a songwriter. And we were just like, yeah, let's just like fucking do it. Like, oh, yeah. um, and so we, we made a song and it, like, it wasn't even necessarily like gonna be for me initially. And then ended up being for me because the story ended up being mostly from my point of view. And I, I wrote it about my now partner, um, who I had just started dating and he was like all about like physical touch with his love language, like even just like the little things of like if we're walking in a crowded room, like he'll put like his hand on my shoulder and stuff like that. And it's just like yeah, the reassurance that like he's there and stuff like that. I just really loved that. And so that's kind of what we, what we wrote the song about. And, you know, two years later, like we're still together. And um, oh, wow. funny how it took a while to actually put it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it worked out that we were still together when I released it. Um, were you sitting on that song for two years? Yeah, and honestly, where we, do you get that patience? <laughs> so the honest like reason why it took so long to put it out is because I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, because truth be told, like that song is sonically not super me, and like I mean, I'm putting out a song next month, and it's like nowhere near similar to Hansy. It's more oh. in the vein of like bitter and hot, um, kind of like that. I guess like really. Uh, whimsical pop with like kind of darker lyrical content um it's yeah we're going right back to that (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah that's kind of why i just didn't feel like it fit in my catalog and um even though it was like objectively a really great record and so yeah i guess i was just trying to figure out like the right time to put it out you know if i was going to change my sound up and then release it at that point in time um but honestly like 
what pushed me to put it out was a a lot of people who had heard it being like this is so good like you have to release it and then also like b um i had a lot of musical delays happen this year of just like projects that didn't pan out um, collaborations that kind of yeah did not pan out and things like that so um i was at a loss for some content and i was like i can't go another five months of like not releasing something um and so i was like i have handsy like it's time (laughs) it's time and so i i had a friend of mine like mix it and and master it and i was like all right here we go (laughs) let's let's do it yeah yeah. so i shot a video for it uh yeah funny enough there's no official video for it we only shot like content for like canvas and yeah like, oh wow <laughs> because it, i just didn't have the budget to shoot like a full that's video that's right yeah i don't <laughs> but think it looks yeah. really great and so i was like really happy to have done it oh yeah but. awesome promo i mean that's almost kind of the move i mean not you know music videos are obviously cool and will forever be cool i'm all about it but shooting video content for a song that's not exactly a music video i mean that's kind of the wave these days between tiktok and spotify canvas and even just promos on yeah. instagram like and you know what honestly like I mean, I say this and I'm literally shooting a music video next weekend, but, (laughs) but like music videos, like are not always the move. They're great. Um, they're very expensive, very expensive, a lot of work. And you don't even always get that much bang for your buck because like, I mean, I shot a video that was not cheap at all and it, you know, now only has like 3000 views. And so it's like, that's a great, I mean, it's a great number, but, but (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like for, Right, we always put our heart and soul in every project. Like, yeah, yeah for and we what want I paid the best. for it. Yeah. You know, you, I was hoping for like, you know, five figures of, of views in, in some way. And because I was banking on getting press for it, and the only press I got was like Vanya Land and like WBUR, which are great local publications. But I was hoping for like, you know, not a billboard, billboard featured. I was hoping <laughs> yeah. for a billboard write up. Like, yeah. honestly, yeah. you know, that's one that was like top of my goals for that video. And then it just never happened. And so it was just like, damn. <laughs> was it? You know? But, so much um, heartbreak at what we do. Yeah. Like, and so nowadays I'm a lot more careful about like what I'm spending on things like visuals. So that's why yeah. it was like, you know, I can shoot visuals for Hansy and yeah. use them for social media. I can use them for Instagram ads. I can use them on TikTok and things like that, yeah. you know, because it's enough to capture people's attention span. It's enough to like give people a visual mood of what the song is, but yeah. it's not the full investment of paying, you know, crazy amounts of money for a video that may not even, you know, get a thousand or two thousand views you know what i mean right so right yeah it is yeah the music videos i almost you know it's it's a personal thing it's it's like yeah like a lot of the times you don't get out what you put into it yeah but it's just so great i love the it's like a part of the art you know visuals you we can't help but see it and sometimes we just got to take the leap because we we want it but absolutely yeah yeah that heartbreak that release heartbreak (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a it's thing brutal but i love people that keep going you know because we can't we can't stop yeah and and we don't do it for that but it does suck that our success in the art that we love it seems like there's really only one way where yeah. it's like fame you know and mm. like blowing up and crazy numbers and yeah yeah it, it is tough but yeah and i'll be honest too my goal my end goal is not fame like I want, obviously, I want my music to have uh, a significantly bigger audience. Yes. <laughs> but, no, um, yes. like, I don't want to be, like, you know, like, Billie Eilish famous right. ever. <laughs> like, don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> uh, because, it, like, I think you can tell, especially if you listen to her last record, like, she clearly is getting to be really over 
her level of success. Yeah. And yeah, it seems very intense. It, yeah, I think she clearly is expressing. But that that's what I'm saying. That's what sucks is like. It fame doesn't look great like it's not something i've ever wanted but why is what i love to do it seems like the only way to do it is that yeah it's so frustrating i mean i just want to have a really happy middle ground like my like fame goal is like i mean two of my i'll I'll just name one example like one of my favorite all-time artists and biggest inspirations is sarah borellis okay yeah and she kind of has it made like she's won a grammy um she uh, has sold millions of records. She gets to tour in like amazing venues every single year. She wrote a musical for Broadway that she then got to also star in. And like, she's not the type of celebrity that like a million people are going to rush when she's walking down the street. Right. Like she lives in New York city. She can walk down the, the New York city streets where it's super crowded and people aren't going to bug her about it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm sure she gets approached. Right. A day. couple like, Hey, yeah, I, I dig your stuff. Mind, mind for a picture, you know, yeah, but that would she, be terrible. What not, about Frank Ocean though? Well, you know what? I feel like he I, did it right. I also, I just had this conversation with somebody recently and uh, about like the modern day, like reclusive pop star. And like that also like must be really, really cool. But it also like is such like, it's kind of a privilege because not everybody has that luxury to like disappear and like have people not. Right. Like where the hell is he? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people are asking about him. And I think that part of that is like a, because it's like just a big part of his brand is like the fact that he's kind of mysterious. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of is like a perfect situation. Right. <laughs> uh, but it just like appears, drops an yeah, album. And then for so many people, back. they don't get that luxury to get to like be, uh, you know, reclusive like that. Um, I mean, somebody like well, social media, like, a lot of people just aren't good at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, and it's become such like a necessary tool nowadays too, where like, in order, if you're starting from the ground up like that, you have to have like some sort of like a, at least semblance of like a personality for people to want to buy into you beyond just your music. Yeah, you know, so it's it's tough, um, and we can't really afford to take breaks. breaks. We can't <laughs> yeah. afford to be silent. Like my yeah. goal had always been like I can't wait till I I just get to a place where I feel comfortable. Where I can like take a break and write a record and not yeah. have to worry about constantly putting stuff out so people don't forget and i don't lose the momentum you know and like i'm trying to find that balance because i personally like have trying to be trying to i've been trying to be better about taking breaks because it's just it can be really taxing especially the tiktok thing i can't tell you like i started on this drum thing where i was like doing drum duets and it became really fun i was just doing it because i really loved it you know and then i was like starting to get a nice response and then i was like getting addicted to that response and then i felt this need that i needed to do one every day and then yeah. all of a sudden like it just turned completely toxic and like yeah. my anxiety went up and then i was just i was like getting upset while i was making them cuz i was frustrated cuz they were turning i was like what is happening and then i yeah. just like i stopped i couldn't do it yeah it's like i don't know there's a lot of like conflicting voices yeah you need to like just check in with yourself yeah like slow it down you need to take that break um but you also need to like you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of like people that i see on my for you page that come up like you know who talk about like mental health and like you know how we shouldn't be like feeding into this vicious cycle of like needing to constantly like be working and putting out content um and all this stuff and like absolutely true but at the same time like there is a truth to the fact that like if you do disappear and you don't have the audience to like be there waiting for you like it you know it it, it goes away and like that little and work TikTok that you had punishes done, you for it by the way yeah like i came back i absolutely. started trying to uh put drum videos back out again 
under 100 views. Crickets. They're just like spitting in my face. Yes. And it's like, it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's like wild. You have the world like by the balls right now. Work. Yeah. It's so, it's so wild. Like, but I don't know. Like, I'm just worried for the kids. Like, I'm sorry. And we, we can edit this out if you don't want. But how old are you? Do you I'm, uh, I'm 25. 25. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah. I just feel I can't. Uh, the people, you know, the kids that are grew up with the with the smartphone in their hand, with Instagram on. Like, luckily, I had like a Facebook in high school that I had to check when I got home. You know, like, yeah, it just worries me because I see how I'm getting addicted to it with a fully formed adult brain, and yeah. it's and it's affecting my mental health negatively. And like, all these poor kids, and not to mention their poor judgment. So they're putting stuff out on the internet that yeah. like. God, if I had TikTok when I was 16, who the hell knows, you know? And and it's just so scary. And now, like, people like us, we're mixing it with the thing that we love the most. Yeah. But at the same time, there's all these wonderful things you can do with it and all these great people you can reach. And that's what keeps you going. And, like, absolutely. It's, I don't know, like, there are kids right now who are, like, are growing up, you know, who were born only a few years ago, who, the only thing that they know is like instant gratification yeah. in social media. Like, because like, even for us, like, right, like, I mean, we're both pretty young. Like, we were kind of like raised on, you know, the, the birth of the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, the internet now is like such a different beast than what it was when we were younger. Even like when, you know, when I was using MySpace, like, yeah. th- sure, there was absolutely like a validation factor back the in the top day. Yeah. You already ranked your buddies. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, what? and like, you know, that was always like a-, a thing. But like nowadays, it's like so much more heightened. And like, you know, especially like being an artist and like having, like kind of requiring that validation because you literally like that is your career's fuel. Yeah. And your uh, art is your soul. Yeah. And so, Oh, like not getting all those likes on yeah. your heart. You literally put your heart out for the world to see and they just like stomped all yeah. over it. It's like, yeah, it's, but, and then it counteracts it. It can do beautiful things. You know, I'm sitting here with you today because Instagram, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, it's finding that middle ground and, and I'm not going to assume, but it seems like you're pretty good at it, you know, because you're rocking it. Thanks. You're still putting out the music. You're still playing live. It sounds like you do have that hindsight. You are old enough where you can kind of remember the good old days without it. So, you know, you kind of keep <laughs> in check. And But, yeah. but keeping all that balance, it's, it's always going to be tricky. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can say is, like, just to do your best to have fun with it. And, like... Yeah. You know, I, I didn't start music doing music in the way that I do it now. I used to, like, very much, like, create a character. And, like, I, I started off only making albums, actually. I put wow. out two albums, and that was, like, how I started. Bad ass. <laughs> uh, it was ambitious, <laughs> but it I was... I still have yet to put out an album. Actually, well, I put out my first album. Um, yeah. I mean, that albums are... I love that. The, it, yeah, I mean... But so a character, too. Yeah, I was, like, doing... Like, I made two concept albums where I, like um had like i mean i i was still yavin but like i wore very specific wardrobe like i used to do this thing with like birthday hats and things like that because my album was called growing up like like literal birthday hats like the the oh oh, oh, yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um and so like i did that whole thing and like my musical was a lot more moody and stuff like that back then and like it just wasn't who i am in my day-to-day life and like i'm proud of the work i did because you know artistically i created something really cool but like it wasn't really who I was. And so marketing myself wasn't as fun because I had to put so much more thought into like, like I was kind of trying hard, you know what I mean? And so 
Yeah, adding this extra layer. Yeah, and so but was it kind of fun at first? Did you feel like Batman? It was cool, like from a creation. <laughs> it was cool from like a creation standpoint, um, and you know, again, like the art itself was like it was cool. Uh, but yeah, it was just I was putting a lot more pressure on myself than I needed to because I was focusing so much on like keeping up this like brand and like all that stuff. And like, granted, some of my favorite artists are really really high concept people who yeah. do a lot of really interesting stuff that isn't reflective of who they are in real life. But for me, um, things have felt a lot easier when my music and my art reflect who I am as a person, because I can have more fun doing it because it feels true to who I am. And that's huh. what works for me. And so yeah. for, that's something I would recommend to other people too. Cause like, as long as you're like putting yourself into your work, it's not going to feel as taxing because it just comes a lot more naturally. That's so, funny that you say that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest because um, I kind of like retired from writing and performing like vocally mm-hmm. um, recently. And I, I I was toying with the idea of like coming back once I get re-inspired to, to write more songs. I can't fucking write a song right now to save my life. But if I come back, I thought I had this great idea. Like, I don't want to be me. I want to. I want to be somebody else, like a character. I'm not even gonna promote it as me. I'm not even gonna associate with this act. You know, yeah. just like come out and write from a different perspective. Where it's because I I've always written from me because I can't write from anywhere else. I've yeah. always envied people that can like tap into other people's stories or make stories up. And like every time I've tried, the, the songs just didn't come out that great. But but I do love the idea of just like taking my face out of it. Yeah. And and being this character. So it's funny to hear that, you know, you've experienced that. You yeah. not only experienced it, you started that way, it sounds like. Yeah. And again, like I wanna like be clear that like if that's something that you want to do, like fucking go for it. Right. Like, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like especially because like if, But what you're saying makes a lot of sense. If your experience was like the reverse of mine, then yeah, try the opposite thing. And like see yeah. if that works for you and like instead just, of the beginning it, of my career, the end is, is, <laughs> end is doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, just like just I mean, yeah, go for it. And there are people who make really incredible art who do not at all incorporate themselves into it. And I'm sure part of that is maybe them wanting to keep their personal lives more personal and keeping who they are separate from their art. I totally get that too. I've just never popped off. So I'm like, well, maybe it's just me. So maybe if I take (laughs) me out of it, they'll be like, Oh, this music's actually pretty good. (laughs) I mean, you never really know. And and, you know, so much of it too, it's something I've been trying to like tell myself more often too, is like when I get in my head about, um, you know, my own work and whether or not my work is good enough. Like sometimes it literally is just a matter of not having the audience that your music asks for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think about like a prime example is, um, pill book. Like his album that he put out is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like one of my favorite songs of like the past decade is on that record, uh, beta version parentheses to dad. Oh my God. That song like blows my mind every single time I hear it. And like his numbers, like, you know, do uh, boys kiss boys and girls own their bodies. Dude, We're performing that, that live song. and I'm just getting lost in it. I am emotional. I am like, this is one of the most powerful songs of, Oh yeah, I got to come in. You know, like <laughs> I was a true fan of his. That was the song that got me into his music. Um, Same. So that was the I, first thing I heard. I didn't even know who he was until him and I were both nominated for pop artist of the year at the BMAs last year. Oh, hell yeah. And like, I checked, I checked out his music and I saw that he was also gay and I was like, dude, what? Like, and I, che- I listened to his music and I heard that song and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. 
And like he knows that like I fucking stan him. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. He yeah. knows that I do too. Like yeah, when I was at incredible. the show that you guys played at, at, at the Middle East, I was like singing a lot. I was having like I was getting my life. But um, anyways, yeah. So like I mean, it like blows my mind that he doesn't have like six figure like monthly listeners because his music is fucking incredible. And it's like it. I, That's what I keep telling him. I'm I like, have dude, to, we like, gotta. I've had to tell him this before, and like I hope that he knows that like it has nothing to do with the quality of his work. It has everything to do with it just not getting in the right people's hands. Like oh, there is an yeah. absolute audience for that. There's record. no doubt that he, he's like he's one of the most off. talented yeah. people I've ever met, and so like it's just a matter of when, you know what I mean? So yeah. you just have to remind yourself. But of look that. who's talking. Is you too? I, I I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found you because of the collab you did with Pilba. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and it's so much all do, about right? <laughs> collaboration yeah. and like networking and and creating the scene, you know, and like believing in our friends and yeah. hyping them up when they can't hype themselves up and hyping yeah. ourselves up when we can, you know, because yeah. like you guys make dope shit, you Thanks. know, and just keep making dope shit. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, someone's going to hear it and this thing's going to blow up, you know. Yeah. But it's all about keeping that momentum, which it's not always easy. Yeah. It's not always easy. Yeah. But I don't know, I've seen some encouraging things. Like I have some people that like I'm like, you know, buddies with on social media who I've seen recently like actually blow up and like it like happened for them. And like th- there's somebody that I know named Kenan and like he was somebody that like from the jump was making like incredible stuff. And I was like, dude, like there's no way he's not going to like eventually like hit it. And like he had some songs like blow up and now he has had, you know, like his music feature at like the top of like Spotify playlists, at the top of Apple playlists and like. You know, and he's still, you can tell, like, building, because I don't think he's hit, like, 10,000 Instagram followers yet, but you can tell it's literally just a matter of time oh, yeah. until he's, like, in the stratosphere. Like, yeah. he's just incredible. And so that was really encouraging to see happen for him. Um, but a big part of that was, like, he was super consistent. Like, he was putting out music consistently. His social media game is, like, amazing, like, way better than mine. And, like, you know, it's encouraging but also inspiring and, like, gives you the push to, like, remind yourself just, like, just keep at it and like yeah. something will happen but it, yeah and it's it's hard not to compare ourselves to other people you absolutely. know and just be yeah. like oh, your stuff is better than mine but like absolutely yeah i'm doing it to your stuff and somebody's <laughs> doing it to my you know everybody's yeah. doing it to everybody's and and i respect it at the same time you know i, I have that feeling too and it's really just it, it comes from a good place you know it come. it's the reason we keep going it's the reason we are where we're at because yeah. We don't settle. We always want to strive to be better. But I do hope that you do enjoy the art that you make. I hope I you it. listen yeah. to your song and you're just like, did I fucking make this? <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's that good. And that's that's the beautiful part, you know, and that's what we always just kind of yeah, kind of have to come back to, you know, especially after a tough low number release day. Yeah. You know, it's like just go back to that feeling of like yep. <laughs> when I wrote the song and I thought it was going to change the world, you yeah. know. I mean, there's, there's good days and bad days, but, you know, the bad days always happen for me from comparison. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's and it's so hard that not space. to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I, I'm personally, I was having that bad day today <laughs> because I was like, I was listening to Mitski's uh, Be the Cowboy album. If you've never heard it, amazing record. Um, check it out. She's amazing. <laughs> um, but I was listening to her record and like, sometimes it's like your own fault you know, when it comes to comparison, because like Mitski's music is very different from mine, but you listen to this amazing body of work and then you go back and listen to like, you know, your, your final master for the the song that you're about to put out. And you're like, Oh dude, this is just like, <laughs> this is not it. But you have to remind yourself like, 
why are you like Mitski? Dude, I, I literally just said that on the first episode. I was talking about like there's nothing worse than when you're ready to drop a single or an EP, and then one of your favorite artists put out a new song because then you're just like, oh no, this isn't good. Fuck. Yeah, this just like totally derailed my confidence. I yeah. want to completely switch my sound. Like I'm rethinking this whole thing. It's so tough, but yeah. Again, there's pros and cons. Like it keeps us on our feet. It keeps us motivated. It keeps us striving to be better. Um, influence is so important, you know. And, and you seem like a genuine person, you know. It, it, influence can get dangerous because we, we don't want to bite anybody's stuff. But we're also we love music, and we can't help but take little bits from the art that we enjoy to make our own. Major, major, major book recommendations. Um, there is an uh, uh, author named Austin. Um, oh fuck! What's his last name? Hold on, give me a sec. I'm gonna Google it as I'm as I'm talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he wrote uh, a series of three books, and it starts with this book called "Steal Like an Artist," and it talks about that exact thing of like, as artists, we inherently are creating based of based off of our own inspiration. Yeah. Right. And so like, it talks about like you know how to go about being inspired in both an ethical, a smart, a productive, and like a rewarding way. And so it was like a life-changing book for me because it's just like, it's a great book for like helping people stay encouraged. Um, And also like, yeah, just how to be a better creator because there are people out there who do just blatantly steal yeah. people's work and then but are pass they it artists? off as their own no, no. and so, but and they're making know, it for the wrong reasons yeah exactly um austin cleon is his name um he wrote three books uh i would recommend every single one of them um, awesome it'll change your life and yeah. but yeah it, it it's that's a great recommendation because it, it just it kind of helps put that conversation that we're having into perspective yeah no definitely check that out yeah it's awesome i love that yeah it's tough it's tough you know, just seeing people where you want to be and just being like, what do I need to do? <laughs> Maybe yeah. start a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love podcasts. I listen to them a lot, all the time. Dude, I, I listen to podcasts nonstop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Throughout the day. I, I don't like silence very much. I like listening <laughs> to people and then, yeah. you know, you kind of connect and, uh, yeah, I, I decided to start this because like I said, you know, I, I hit a writer's block and I ever since my band broke up and trying to figure out the next direction decided to go back to the drums and it's been fun to collaborate with different people that way and then I was like well I, I did do a podcast before and it's well maybe it'd be nice to connect with people that way because I'm, I'm all these great artists out here and I want to know why they do what they do and maybe I'll get inspired again or you know, just to figure out that next steps. So I really appreciate you coming through and, and chatting. It's very yeah. nice to, to finally get to to know you and, and to, yeah, likewise. Yeah, to yeah, this, why you do what you do. I super appreciate this. I mean, yeah, this has been super fun. I feel like I'm like living my like dishwashing fantasies right now or I get to be on a podcast one day. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I wash dishes. Same. <laughs> so, yeah, oh my God, I literally yeah. have to. Yeah. That is wild. I yeah. love that. So, so what do you got coming out next? Uh, so I haven't announced it yet, but I have a single coming out next month. Um, uh, yeah, again, I'm shooting the video for it. Uh, not this Saturday, but the, the following one. And, nice. um, it's just me back on my, you know, self-deprecating little bullshit. I like, <laughs> I uh, it. yeah, it's, it's a really fun little record, but, um, it's very theatrical and, um, 
um, but still very inherently pop. Yeah, it's it's a good time, and I'm excited awesome. for people to hear it. So. I look forward to it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Love that. Thanks. God, that's a great tune. Thanks. I had a lot of fun putting that one together. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't help but think about the process you were you were talking about. Um, when you say you map out the song, you have lyrics written. Oh yeah, top to bottom. Yep. You humming along with something? You write on the ukulele? Where where's the instrumental? Where are the chords? What do you? Um, yeah. So I mean, usually it's either keyboard or ukulele. Uh, I guess it's just kind of what I'm feeling like using to to figure out the progressions that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I we I write the songs, figure out the lyrics, get the progressions. Usually after the fact, I tend to start with lyrics and melody first. Wow. Um, just out of the air. You just hear that. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of like hear the chords in my head as I'm like writing them. And so I can then go to the keyboard or the ukulele after and then figure out exactly what I'm hearing in my head for progressions. But uh, (laughs) I love listening to people's process. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it sounds like craziness to me compared to what I do. And then to the, you know, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, there have been songs that I've written that have started with chords first. Um, Actually, funny enough. So I'm actually working on an EP. Um, which yeah. is also, I guess, an exclusive that I've just revealed on here as well. <laughs> nice. But, is this um, going to be on the EP or is this yeah, separate? This is, yeah, yeah. As of right now, this is, is probably going to be the opening to it. Yeah, nice. opening to the EP. Uh, but there's a song on it that I wrote um, kind of accidentally because I, I've done this thing a couple times where I'll like do that Instagram question thing of like, give me a word and I'll write you a jingle. I've okay. done that a few times. And a friend of mine like sent in his, his own name, Travis, um, and so I wrote him a jingle of like, Travis wanted me to write him a song or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and that started with just like chords. I was like, Oh, what the fuck am I going to write on this ukulele? So I like, got these chord progressions together and I like wrote him those little lyrics. And then I realized that it, the melody was really like fun. And I was like, Oh, I can actually do something with this. So I never actually used that in the Instagram story. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm going to Sorry, keep Travis. One. That one's too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it like turned into like this whole other song. Like, um, is this the, the no, new single? No. Oh. Yeah. This is something that I, I can play the demo for this afterwards too, but I have, oh, wow, I have wow. a demo for that song. Um, but yeah, it like, uh, it, it like turned from like a little, like uh cheeky little, like, Oh, like Travis wanted me to write him a song. Blah, 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 like into like this whole, like, beautiful ballad that it ended up turning into oh my um, God, I can't so yeah that. i mean there's different stories but for the most part i start with just like melody lyrics and then figure it out later on <laughs> i love that so yeah. with, with the new track did it come from like a genuine place did that line was that just like i don't i don't really know what's going on with me today like i've had yes. those days i know for sure yeah i mean i was in a funk where i could not think of fun ideas for for art i couldn't write a song for like a couple months like and that honestly probably stemmed from the pandemic everything being so stoic and like i couldn't go out and play shows i couldn't go out and do sessions with people like it's like all we have to do is write yeah so why can't i can write right now i tried doing like the instagram live shows and stuff like that and those weren't fun so that sucks the joy out of like performing for me for why weren't those fun i like it was hard for me to like do instagram live shows because it was like there was no audience there i couldn't feed off anybody's energy yeah. all you have is just this one person who's like awkwardly sitting there watching you like <laughs> p- perform in like a square yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you can't really read the comments because you're focused on like performing so like you don't even know if people are enjoying what they're watching yeah so it was just really weird and like i mean there were people who did them and and did really well with them so like yeah. kudos to them for me it didn't work and like i just yeah i was in such a creative rut and so i had this like moment of like 
I felt like I'd lost sense of like who I was as an artist for a minute. And I was like, I don't really know what's going on with me. Like right now, like, and <laughs> that's I, exactly my whole last year. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, like this song was what got me out of that rut because Love it that. took me forever to write that song <laughs> because I literally didn't have the inspiration to do it. And then once I finally like finished it, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Oh, it's a great, great tune. Thanks. But did it, so <laughs> did it come piece by piece? Like one yeah. month, the verse, next Yeah, month, it started chorus. off like with the hook, like the yeah. that little like main line. And I kind of had to build out from there. Um and yeah, it, yeah, it took me like I'd say probably like two months to write that song, just like etching away at it, like writing lines and like, oh no, I hate that line. Uh, now like, oh well, what am I gonna do with this part? Like, uh, and like, I was like, do I write a bridge? <laughs> like, I tried writing a bridge and that's always the question. I eventually right? abandoned the bridge. Oh, and we, that's how we came up with that beat drop that happens yeah, at the end. Nice like, oh, with like the that little affected vocal vocals. Sample. Yeah, Love so that. yeah, I was like, no bridge. You know, we're just gonna. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and so you know, we just uh, yeah, I actually feel like. I didn't even fully commit to the lyrics until after we kind of laid down the, the foundation for the production, actually. Yes, that's actually the case. Yeah, the second verse I didn't even finish until after we had kind of laid down the skeleton of the song. Yeah. production. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then you probably you have that new inspiration of the actual beat, you know, yeah. coming to life. That's cool. There's that part where, like, I, I start off the second verse where I say, is it just me or would you say, and then that chorus comes in, like yeah. that choir singing and, that I'm terrible and no one really likes me or whatever. <laughs> um, I, I had that idea in the shower after we had, like, started the production, and that. I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. Um, yeah. So. I love little, yeah, little things like this cutouts <laughs> of the choir, those little ideas. Yeah, and then, they just like hit you. And yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. For this song, like, I the lyrics are so dark that I didn't want it to be this like really like depressing, sulky thing. Most of my songs never really get to be that dark anyways, sonically. Um, but I was like, we're going to make the song really stupid and just like... <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I was going to say, I do hear what you're talking about. It is dark, sonically. Yeah. It is... Uh, uh, yeah, it's very chaotic like there are moments that do kind of feed into that dark darkness like the pre-chorus does get to be very dark with really yeah. dark synths but then it comes into this like chorus with, beautiful like, dark i want the listeners to you. know yeah it's yeah. not like <laughs> you yeah. know we're talking yeah it's gorgeous it's thank but you. it is yeah i see dark colors yeah. <laughs> when i hear it but i was like yeah we're gonna start this song with like me saying the word hey and then like <laughs> and yeah yeah just a lot of really like stupid but really fun ideas to kind of just like keep things moving yeah uh, that's yeah and that's what i get from hearing it it sounds well thought out it sounds like some effort went into that song <laughs> not not like overly oh, yeah. done oh, yeah, but no was... it's well done <laughs> was, you yeah. know thanks. thanks um shit what was i gonna oh yeah i this don't hate me for saying this but i do it does sound like i could do pretty good on tiktok you know like it has like that message that everybody can relate to and it sounds good and you mean, could I've easily been, whip up like a yeah a cool 15 second trend of like i've been itching to get this one out um i hate to say for that reason it's not for that reason of course not but when handy, you see the potential like, and you start to think of like oh this could work this could work you yeah know? yeah like the thing with handsy is that like Hansy's great for people who make very like, you know, aesthetic type of TikToks who can make yeah. cool visuals or like who do the whole like I tried doing an aesthetic TikTok. I drove through through Boston. 
like it's like for people who like make really pretty like you know tiktoks and like that's like their whole thing they make very visually appealing TikToks okay and, yeah, and yeah the whole nine and i tried doing one like i brought my phone into into boston and like filmed this the the nights like the the building at night and like all the lights and stuff like that and i was like oh like this song sounds like you know the city at night yeah yeah, and yeah. like it didn't blow up <laughs> um but you gotta take like, those swings hansy is such like a i guess like a moody kind of like type of like synthy song that is great for like people who make aesthetic type of things but it's not a tiktok that like is good for me in the sense that i can't really use my sense of humor on hansy that well there isn't yeah. much material there to make funny and so this song is there's gives a lot me of potential plenty of ammunition to yeah. work with so that's awesome <laughs> i'm excited to like start brainstorming fun ideas to do and like even like I, I did a lot of videos for like bitter and, and, and hot where it's just me performing in the room, but like, I'm able to have fun with it. Like I record different takes of me performing to it and yeah. like do lots of visual gags, like to, to the performance videos. So I can finally do that with this song on top of like trying to make funny videos with like the lyrics and right. the moments. You said you're filming an actual music video for this yes. or like promo video. Nope. Full music video. Hell yeah. 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 Sounds like a fun song to do that. Thanks. So you have the, the concept, concept fleshed, is like, fleshed out. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait. <laughs> Are you going to give us a little tidbit? No. <laughs> no. I love it. I love it. Yeah. But it's going to be really, really fun. And I can't And that wait comes out it. the day the single comes out? Um, I haven't decided if we're going right. to put it out the same day the song comes out or a week later. Um, <laughs> I might give man. the people like a week to sit with it and yeah. then put out the video. Um, we're we're going to use like the, the video to make a teaser. So people yeah. know that there is going to be a video coming. Um, because it's always like, right, we want we want on release day the focus on the streaming be, numbers yeah. and not be divided between YouTube and, and streaming. Yes, because yeah, that's been is, an issue for question. friends of mine is like they've released a song and then people forget that they also put out a video. Yeah. And so, yeah. Or, the, or vice versa. You know, they'll listen actually, to Actually, like Vicky uh, Wazalak, uh, the main journalist at Vanyaland, um, her and I did like a consultation like a year ago, just like asking her about how to, how to be better about pitching to, to press and like publications stuff like oh, that. Wow. And she said like one of the worst mistakes that you can make is put out the video and the song on the same day <laughs> because those are two separate press opportunities that you've now condensed into one. Yep. Um, so I'm leaning more towards maybe putting it out, uh, you know, two weeks after the song comes out. My only concern was that like some people might not get the song like right away, so the video will help sell it. Oh, gotcha. For the people who maybe have like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. For people who maybe just don't get it on the person that they hear it, yeah. especially after Handy, which is such a different song. Yeah. People might be like, "Oh, okay, this is not what we thought he was gonna do." Um, but I don't know. At the end of the day, like the video is gonna come out quickly after the song does so it's not like the end of the world um but who are you doing the video with uh colin pagnoni i think is how you pronounce it or panoni uh i'm not sure if it's like italian <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i haven't actually like met him in person yet so um but oh. he, he he did like oompa's videos um he just did zola simone's last video he, he does really really cool stuff oh, and cool. um, so i'm excited to work with him nice and he's really gung-ho for the concept and is excited to work on it too which uh, is like so important greatest. yeah that everybody's like on board together Absolutely. So, yeah i can't wait to, yeah. to get it done <laughs> i can't wait to watch it thanks awesome thank you so much for showing me that song yeah when does it come out uh december 30th december 30th 
Yeah. All right, right in time for the new year. Yes. Closing out 2021 with a bang. Fuck yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, performing anywhere coming up? Uh, my next show is also next month on the day that the song comes out. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Love that. That'll be at Legacy Nightclub. Nice. And um, yeah, other than that, I... Uh, yeah, other than that, I think I have a show in Chicago, actually, oh. uh, right at the start of the new year. That's my first time like traveling to Chicago in general and also playing a show in Chicago. So Yo, that's really how, cool. Wait, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, that's going to be at uh, a nightclub in Chicago that a friend of mine is hosting a, like, a music party for. So it's like nice. going to be like a, a filled club, but like it's artists like indie yeah. artists like playing at this club sh- you're on to something with these club shows it sounds like they, they sound like a fun time they are really like fun yeah great I mean, audience my buddy in know? particular th- this show this event that he has created is such a great idea and like the last one that i saw videos of was like a huge success and so you know fingers crossed that this show has the same kind of crowd but regardless like I, I always have had a fascination with Chicago and I'm excited to get to like actually be yeah. there. It's a great music city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of great art there and too. Just, yeah, really great in general. Chicago is a really cool, cool yeah. town. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Other than that, um, I've been desperately trying to like book opener slots for like touring acts. Um, That's the key, yeah. 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 I send like a million emails every single week <laughs> just like hoping yeah. for somebody to bite. I had somebody recently bite for uh, wanting me to open at Royale which was like, like, oh my God, what? Um, and then they fully just like, last minute were like, oh, we're going in a different direction. <laughs> and if you so, ever want some live drums, you know? No, literally, yeah. like if you have, if there's any dates that, you know, they're looking for and, and you know, Aaron's not available, like play with me and Josh. Yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll fill in. No, I'll reach out to him too. I'll, I'll send him your stuff and be like, hit yeah. him up for openers. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. I love live music. I want people to play let's, yeah. let's bring this back you like know? dying to play a sonia show is like that's yeah. what we're playing on friday oh i yeah. love that stage ever since that it opened i was like i want to play there and then so with my pop band we've we, we played there two or three times brand new stage beautiful sound big fucking room though yeah so if it's empty it's empty yeah but when it's <laughs> packed it's packed yeah. so yeah fingers crossed for for friday but uh, yeah. we'll see but yeah I, i'm tight with those guys so i will Keep yeah. you in mind and, and send them your stuff. Yeah, Let's please do. do. And then if you need me to like reach out myself too, just yeah. to like, yeah, let me know. Awesome. Well, thanks but, so much for coming by. Is there yeah. anything else you wanted to plug or mention? Um, uh, no, not really. I mean, you can find all my stuff on all streaming platforms. Y a v i n. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at hello yavin. Uh, Twitter at yavin hello, <laughs> and uh, TikTok at also hello yavin. Nice. So. <laughs> so did the twitter was hello yavin already taken somebody already, yeah somebody already had hello yavin and i somebody. literally dm'd them i was like like they haven't tweeted in like years i, I was like that. let me have it please <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't even hear back right yeah i mean at least at least yavin hello is like always gets a chuckle and yeah. it's close enough <laughs> Got one for me so yeah <laughs> so yeah awesome well thanks so much for coming thanks for having me <laughs> see you later yeah <laughs> what'd you think of that interview joe <sighs> I'm amazed. The thought process of people, you know? I know. Just like, you know, everybody has a different style, music, photography, or whatever. His shit's... Yeah, it's cool. It's that outside-of-the-box shit that I love so much. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I really do dig, you know? Again, we said it with dancing. It is really cool when you listen to somebody and you can't quite pinpoint who they're influenced by. Mm -hmm. You know... 
because they're just truly unique and all you can do is like oh that's that's just yeah i feel like influence you can tell usually with rappers more hip-hop artists more kind of these pop guys coming out nowadays that everyone sounds like post malone and uh kid Leroy. Mm -hmm. that's like the new big thing to sound like and And I respect it. I mean, Post Malone's type. I mm-hmm. really dig him. Mm-hmm. That Kid Leroy stuff. I dig a couple of things by him. He has that really unique vocal tone that everybody's kind of jumping on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then you have people like Yavin who has their just truly unique voice that is nothing but them. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, I do too. And I really loved his process. I, I really found it quite interesting. Just how he writes the song. He maps it out like in his head. He'll demo it out on uke or whatever you can do and then he brings it to the producer you know it's hard to describe for a person that hasn't really like listened or listened (laughs) hasn't really like produced music but it's it's really hard to communicate your like ideas in your head that are sound related to another person Mm -hmm. they need to bring them to life it's it's not easy and he seems to have nailed it he really has got a good thing going oh my god so another beautiful thing about doing this podcast is the artists are then showing me like the music that they haven't released yet that they're nice, getting ready to release. Nice. Yeah, Danson showed me some unreleased stuff after his thing, and then Yavin showed me nice. a bunch of his unreleased music after our uh, after our chat. Nice. And, oh my god, yeah, he's got some good stuff coming. Has he has a album? I assume dropping soon or singles is singles. is kind of the wave. Um, but it, he has an EP. He's working on an EP. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's got some single. I think he's going to drop some singles off that and do it like that. But yeah, he's he's got like a whole body of work coming. Nice. And it's really good. Um, a, a ukulele? Yeah. I want to know like his thought process. Like when making a song or writing a song, like, you know what I mean? Like the tune, like what type of tune he would go for. Like yeah. the thought process of like yeah, finding that. Yeah. And the ukulele, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I haven't met many writers that write on a ukulele. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm um, It's an instrument I haven't really spent much time myself with, so it's kind of foreign. Like, same with you and the drums and everything, like, when you're doing, like, for the band view or whatever, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, there's a thought process in your mind, like, what type of song can I make, or, like, how can I make this while playing right. drums, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. like that. I dig that. I like that. Yeah, I forget if 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 I touched on exactly, like, where his stuff comes from again you know maybe you should join these interviews <laughs> when you can yeah. we know uh we got we do got a couple coming up that rashad's gonna be present for us so mm-hmm. that'll be cool that'll be interesting to see but you always you're always hitting with some questions that i'm like oh shit i kind of wish i asked that well, this is why i'm here yes and this is you why we get to have the people come back i already told the Evan when he drops his ep he's got to come back and oh, talk no, about it in depth back. yeah once these people get to hear it he better come back you hear yeah. me Yavin? we want yeah. you back doubling on up with all these people everybody just can't get enough of them yes we love um, you yeah seriously shout out to Yavin. thanks so much for coming through he was i feel bad he was one of those one of the first people i reached out to when we started this thing and like we had a couple scheduled, and but there was one time where he had to work late, so it got pushed. And then ne- next time, I had to, re- and we just kept boom, 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 boom. But so, it's really nice we got to finally just sit down and bang it out. That's and good. Uh, yeah, like I said, it that conversation healed me. Did it? It really did. It made me feel a lot better. I need a good podcast because I'm right now. I'm looking at you right now. It doesn't look like anything healed you because you look like shit. I know that's what I'm saying. I need. I need. I need a. Uh, yeah, you're not doing the trick or shot. I need somebody else to come and podcast <laughs> and to heal me up. <laughs>
Oh, man. No, we're doing this damn thing. Yes. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, yabbing, man. That was, that was, I'm digging it. That was another hour interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we did, I think we did, I mean, the, I edited it pretty well, so you can't really tell, but mm-hmm. we like wrapped it. And then I was like, oh, let me hear that new single. Let's And let's dive back in and talk about that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. he played me the single and then. I got to chat with him about that on on air, and then then he showed me the rest of the songs after, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's just it's just too good." Um, I love hearing unreleased music from people. I know, right? I know. I it, it's love the, it, yeah. Dude. I fucking love it. Yeah, I had a couple interviews after that too, and they were you know people got music coming, they're sending it to me, so I get to hear it ahead of time, and I'm truly fans of all these people that we're working with. So to get to hear the music before it's released mm-hmm. is a treat. Be like, I heard this first before all of you did. I know. But now all I want to do is like keep listening to it. So yeah, been Keep doing what you're doing, my dude. Yes. I appreciate you. Can't wait. Thanks so much for coming through. Yes, sir. Thank you, people, for listening to this. Save some for when you're better. You know it, Rashad. Always reminding the people because I always forget to. Save some Um, for when you're better, 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 better. Save some when you're better, 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 better. With Ryan Amershaw. My voice is so bad. Yeah, mine's not great either. That's why, you know, I'm back on the This is why I stick to the rap and I can't sing for shit. Well, people, we appreciate you. Like and subscribe. I don't think you like podcasts, but like them. Like them in your brain. You can, can't you? Well, you can't physically, like, touch any like button, but you can like it. Yeah. Like as an emotion. So just like it, enjoy <laughs> it, and then hit the subscribe button. <laughs> and fucking follow me on Instagram, you know? That's that's why we do it. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us, share this. Facebook, um, add us on Facebook if you want. Yeah, if you're a fan of Yavin. Um, Definitely hit up and follow Yavin, man. Yeah, yeah. This is why we're doing this. Absolutely. Yavin, baby. What's his Instagram? Let oh, the fans yeah. know. Let that's people I'm know. I'm going to double check, make sure I got it right to go. The people need to I think know. This was like at yeah oh Where? at hello Yavin, which he does say at the end of the interview. But yeah, at hello Yavin, I believe his Twitter is Yavin Hello. Nice. Um, so yeah, type in hello Yavin or Yavin Hello wherever you look up dope people, and you will find this dope person. People still use Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Twitter's whack. Yeah, but yeah, people uh, still use Twitter. You use Twitter? No. I mean, I no. And Twitter come out like ten years ago. Twelve yeah. years ago. There's some people who like really locked in with Twitter and will forever be tweeting. Stupid. Yeah, never connected with me. It's yeah, it same. just seems like a toxic yeah. place. Where yeah. like Instagram, I love because it's more just images and not not so much just people tweeting their yapping their guns. feelings. Yeah, right. So yeah, we're Instagram people here. Yeah. So go check out Yavin on Instagram at hello Yavin. Yavin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. How you doing? Thanks again, buddy, for coming on. Yeah. Shout out to Be Nice Records. Shout out to my guy Rashad right here. Yes, sir. I have been Ryan. And I'm Rashad. Yeah, don't forget it, people. This is Save Some for when you're better. So save some, you know, for when you're better. If you're better. I hope you get better. Yeah. You should. You should. Life is short. Podcasts, you like, know, I, I hope this podcast is healing you like it's healing me. Life is what you make it. Make it good. Hey, Amen. That's your tag. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you signed off a couple of these episodes and... Yeah, just remember that. And be nice to people. That's what I always like to say. And like, just be nice. But you know? the most important thing? No. Save some for when you're better. And the most important thing is when you're going through some shit, save a little bit for when, when you're better. better. Exactly. Yeah, you know? That, that's important. That's it key. Is. That's key. Yeah, that's starting to grow on me. From. A little, little 
thing you told me why you thought of the title starting a little girl on me it's starting a little it's coming together <laughs> yeah. I, i'm loving it more and more the more i One say it the more i love it that's what i'm talking about the more i, I hope, say it the more it's I having that effect on, on you it's people it's having that effect that's what we do that's what we do shout out to king of queens and and r.i.p uh jerry stiller for legend. saying that line absolute legend just like yavin Go check him out. Legend in the making. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many legends that we've talked to. Everybody that we've talked to on this podcast is a legend. If they haven't made it yet, they will because they're fucking tight. I agree. All right, people. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you. Yes. Catch you later. Have a good day. Sugar boom.